anyway, so I started interacting with the comments and all these dudes who were telling me to make me a sandwich. I didn't know it was a saying. And it, I, I really looked into it and I was like, oh, this is something that just gets said all the time. Yes. Make, make me a sandwich. Yeah. Wow. So I started saying to the guys, uh, I didn't know you couldn't make your own sandwich. I'm so sorry that sandwich <laughs> impotence is a thing. I didn't realize. <laughs> Triggered. I like, oh. <laughs> and they went nuts. And yeah. I was like, I've got something here. So I want to I wanna open up this conversation and start making my own sandwiches. So now I have a video series where... I make a sandwich and I pick a topic and I talk about that topic while I make the sandwich. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's like women aren't bad drivers and yeah. sometimes it's about reproductive rights, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's a good time. And it all started because of cannabis. Yeah. And yeah. Lasagna Ganja Podcast. I'm Mr. X to the Z Exhibit. And I'm your girl, Tammy, a.k.a. The Cannabis Cutie. And we have another exciting episode of Lasagna Ganja for you today. We are talking to one of the staples of cannabis podcasting. Mm -hmm. Because there's there's a lot of people that start podcasting and they 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 don't make it. Man, there's you know five million yeah. podcasts <laughs> in the library. Yeah, so exactly. I learned that fact today. So today we are talking to a staple, um, someone is highly respected. With the coolest um, name. <laughs> yes. Her name is Mary Jane. Yes. Mary Jane is here with us. She is from Weed and Grub. She co-hosts that with Mike Glazer. It's so funny. Yes. And her take on cannabis is exciting. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how she got into podcasting, where she was before, how she met up with Mike, her view on it. It's going to be amazing. So Mary Jane is here with us today. Lasagna Ganja Podcast. So since we have a woman on today and she's mm -hmm. like very proud to be a woman. Yes. What if when me and her go on a little tangent, what if we call it suppository talk? Ah! <laughs> I think that's a Can great Can we come up with something else besides sticking stuff up our butts? Like, you know what I'm saying? Know, there's also other holes. <laughs> oh, my. Whoa. Yeah, definitely not see, monetized now. See, we, 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 <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we shifted gears faster than a motherfucker. Man, I told a right. really bad joke <laughs> yeah. at, a, at a table last night at oh, yeah. dinner. What was it? What happened? And then the table across from me was laughing so hard, and I was like, they heard me, and now I'm mortified. I couldn't make eye contact. It was the worst. I said it with my chest, but it was just a joke. And I don't even know if I can say it on here. Why not? Maybe put it on Patreon. All right. But, okay, cool. Okay, All right, so, we go. All right, we um, got to do that. All right, let's get to Mary Jane in here. Mary Jane, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this is the greatest time ever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being on. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Congratulations oh, on the podcast. Yes, thank yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Just Better getting started. like you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's a huge deal. And, you know, as doing our homework, getting into this before we started, there's not many real cannabis podcasts that are dealing with be, trying to be informative, entertaining, creative at the same time. Yeah. So we really look up to what you've done so far. Thank you and, so you much. you know, five years in, you know, is there any, before we get started, is there any advice to, that you can give us going into this, doing this podcast in this genre? Yeah. Uh, it, uh, consistency is key, which mm -hmm. is the most boring thing to say, but like, that's what I'm most proud of that Mike and I have done is that we've never missed an episode, mm -hmm. no matter what's going on in our lives or in the world. We've always managed to come together and make something happen, no matter how we're feeling and being honest on the podcast. Like if one of us is going through something, mm -hmm. 
we talk about it on the pod and I feel like that consistency and relatability is what has kept us going this long. Yeah. And I feel like, like I love your vibe together. And it's, that's also the thing is like finding that banter that you obviously yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So yeah. I think that like, that would be my consistency, um, relatability and vibe. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, before podcasting, give us a little history about where you came from, like how you got in, in, introduced to cannabis, where it led you up until the point that you had the podcast idea. Whoa, that's my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, well, I grew up in Newfoundland in Canada. Really? Wow. Yeah. Have you been? Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Eh? yeah. You played? <laughs> I've been in Canada. Eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Newfoundland. Yeah, absolutely. I've been there. Yeah, it's the rock off the East Coast where the Titanic sank, basically. Wow. So everyone knows it. Like when that submersible blew yeah. up recently. Yeah. Oh my billionaires. God. Dude, I've been all over Canada. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm touring everywhere. You've yeah. probably seen more of Canada than anyone. Yeah, yeah. Saskatoon all Whoa. over. <laughs> What's your favorite city? Uh, I, um, I went sturgeon fishing in this city. I can't remember the name of it, but I went sturgeon fishing. Biggest shit ever. Bait was fucking horrible. It's thing is just row. It's like fish eggs. And they put it in a bag. Mm -hmm. You got to throw it out. And these big ass fucking sturgeon. Only indigenous people can natives can can keep it oh, wow. you know what I'm saying? but if you catch this release but i had a great time in canada that must have been in british columbia probably yeah somewhere yeah. yeah i worked on a salmon boat in alaska for really? a while if you want to yeah. talk about fish oh, i was a deckhand yeah. on okay, a salmon real quick, boat give us a, give oh us a, give us a, uh, so a fishing cool. boat story just real quick gotcha uh, that's um, fucking amazing so i worked on a salmon boat for four seasons and it was the greatest job i've ever had apart from working in cannabis i guess the time i went overboard would probably Whoa, be the craziest like, story what? that i had like yo that's that's some real shit though alaska yeah. waters are yo that's like deadliest catch type shit i mean i play it up like it was that bad it wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh okay 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 Ooh, i was about to say man was it storming or was it uh, it was when we were docking and I fell oh, okay. between the boat and the dock, though. And oh, it was that would be crushed. Yeah, it was a big, big, mm -hmm. big boat because, oh. uh, you know, we had a huge operation. And so luckily someone on the dock saw me go into the water and shouted, "Okay, oh, man overboard. And the skipper managed to throw that, you know, there was a twin screw engine. And so he managed oh, to my pull God, it away. The big, 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 oh, mm -hmm. my God. And um, yeah, they fished me out of the water and I was in the doghouse because it was how my bad. How did you fall over? How did, how did you have it? Uh, we had to move the line from one side side to the other we were mm -hmm. supposed to tie up starboard side and there was someone in our spot so mm -hmm. we had to move the line over uh -huh. and as I was moving that big heavy line over you know those huge cleats I just like didn't I just tripped over the cleat and mm -hmm. fell into the water but the crazy thing was I had a premonition that it was going to happen like uh -huh. a few minutes before I went in the water I, I, I had this feeling and then it happened. It was totally bizarre. Oh my God. But so I was glad I was, somebody caught that. Yeah, me too. It was wild. You should definitely always play that up. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been popped like a grape between yeah. me and the pilings. Just, yeah. Wow, it was, it was that's amazing. Job. Yeah. But I mean, okay, well, thank God that that, that worked out. Yeah. Well, I yeah. saw the fishing poles and I was like, oh, we, maybe we can talk a little bit about fish. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. I love fishing. Mm -hmm. I love amazing. it. I love it. I go fishing all the time. It's like my therapy is where yeah. I can quiet the noise and kind of make important decisions and then come back. Oh, yeah. I love that. And I get love, out on the water. I love fishing, but I am traumatized. I went to take my three barb hook and cast it into the water and my twin brother happened to be a couple of yards behind me. And so when I casted it, I was like, where's the hook? <laughs> In him. In his neck. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like <clears throat> hooked in the hooked. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Mm-mm. So that Ooh. ever since then I've been kind of like, eh, do I want to do this? Well, well ocean <laughs> fishing, all you gotta you don't have to cast it that far. You can just drop it down in the ocean and okay, that's pretty easy. much there, yeah. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> you can just drag a herring around. But I don't want to cast anything. <laughs> wow. He's okay though. Oh, he was fine then. He it didn't like get him that bad. But when I tell you he hated my guts. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, but they teach you not to stand by all right, I'll take the, I'll take that out. <laughs> yeah, unforgivable. <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's get back let's okay. get back to it. Well, I grew up in Newfoundland. My dad was a fisheries scientist. He was a salmon biologist, okay. so that's why we grew up. He moved the family there, and my grandmother was a fisheries scientist, and my sister was a shark scientist. So it's mm. like a very fishy family. That's so and cool. yeah, it was a really nice way to grow up and um, just being outside all of the time. And so the first time I experienced any kind of thing that elevated me was actually mushrooms that would just, you know, we'd pick oh, them shit. off the golf course and like go run around and, and feel great. Yeah. yeah. And it was the best time wow. because there was just like, no, it was open door policy. It was the eighties. So we were all latchkey kids. So, right. You know, you just come home anytime. And it right. was a really good way to grow up, like a very peaceful place, you know? Well, Canada was safe at that time. Well, it's safe yeah. right now. You know, Canada's the, like the safest shit ever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it felt that way. And, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Well, where I grew up, the cops didn't even have guns when I was a kid. Oh, shit. Until 1998, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a great place to grow up and um, take mushrooms and run around. And then my first experience with any kind of cannabis was hash. Mm. It was all hash imported from Europe. And I did hot knives with my friend Doug in his basement. <laughs> and, um, wow. I was like, whoa. And that kind of blew me away. It was a little too intense. Yeah. yeah. So then I moved to Montreal where I fell in with some folks who just like smoked good bud. Mm. And that was sort of my... No. What'd you What's say? BC, but that's British Columbia. Oh, Easters, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it wasn't great weed, but like they were cool people. And was, okay. you know, no, there was plenty of BC bud that floated down from the top of California all okay. the way there. It's a long time. Okay. Uh, until they started really like getting re- really big with cultivation here. Yeah. BC bud it was, was very the, easily. Was the gold yeah, it, was, it was good. It was good to go. Okay. <laughs> and that's what they call beasters, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, exactly. The, nice. Them units used to come through in the turkey bags. You know what this is. <laughs> you know? Nice. <laughs> I love Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, so I was born in the States. I have dual citizenship. And so mm. I decided mm. after a long time of traveling and working abroad, um, after I graduated from theater school, I uh, moved to the States. Okay. Theater school. Let's talk about that. So, oh, yeah. So th- theater school. Are you talking about plays? You talking about mm-hmm. you know the like like singing and all that? Yeah, not so much singing. I mean, I love to sing, but I'm probably the only one who. Yeah. Really loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I leave the music up to the professionals. Right, right, right. Okay, all right. Um, so, but I went to a theater school that's a conservatory program that is um, very like theatrical classics, mm-hmm. Shakespeare, Chekhov, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my classmates are now at like the big, f- the festivals, you know, where they're doing like huge theater and it's so exciting. And then a few of my friends moved into movies um, and it's it's been awesome just to watch everyone's careers. So yeah, yeah that was in the 90s and yeah. I graduated from theater school and um, was acting and traveling around Europe. And then I moved to Seattle where I was acting wow. and then I landed in New York and that's where I wow. moved here from. So it was like my acting and writing career took me all over. It was that's great. Yeah, 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 dude, that, that is so dope. When you said you, when you said you performed, I didn't know what performing you were talking about, but now acting is a whole different thing. Theater is hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, once you get in the rit, what do you Because I got a friend that does Shakespeare. Like he went to theater school as well. Paige Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Paige Kennedy is like you, you. You look at him. You you know your brothers from Detroit. 
you know, but but he'll rattle off a soliloquy, you know, from Shakespeare, like it's nothing and it's long monologues. And he's just rattling it off with all this emotion. It's like, yo, he definitely doesn't smoke. You know what I'm <laughs> It's true. <laughs> the theater community are mostly nerds who don't smoke a whole lot. Yeah, like, like, then you his, find your pockets. Yeah, okay. his short-term memory is fully intact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, that's so funny. I yeah. definitely like the, the, the sort of rigor that it takes to be a theater actor is yeah. so fascinating because it's your whole instrument, like a musician who tours, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing. You have to be so in tune with everything. Whereas, you know, a film actor, you can really, like, it's all about micromanaging the small right. stuff, but mm -hmm. like I find theater actors to be the most impressive. Yeah, yeah. they're not a command. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you see someone who can really take a stage, it's, yeah. it's just so yeah, exciting. Yeah, you've got to fill all those voids yeah. with editing. They can just splice it and make it look a certain type of way, but you yeah. really have to command that stage presence like a performer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'm like I did like speech and drama shit like that in high school, so I, you know, I that doesn't count. The reason I stopped, because well, I got the opportunity to act from doing television. I know. And so and so my first film I was in, it was Triple uh, X2 with Ice Cube. Mm -hmm. And it was like at the height of, you know, being on Pin My Ride and all this stuff. So they knew they, I was going to put asses in the seats. They put me in a movie. I didn't even audition. Mm -hmm. I was like, I got this. Horrible performance. Oh. Uh -huh. I looked at my face on the screen on TV. You're like as big as your face, body as big as that water bottle. That's about it. On a movie screen, that shit is like 50 feet tall. <laughs> so you see it, everything. You're like, oh, shit, that's bad. That's, like, that's loud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The whole performance is stinky loud. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Let me uh, let me take this serious. So from that, I withdrew, I withdrew. I took some acting classes. And my coach was like, really, like, you have to do you have to, okay, you have to figure out if you want to do this like you love music. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do it and have the same kind of commitment, it's not going to serve you to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. So it made me do some plays, made me do some, do some, so a lot of work, you know, script work. Even if I didn't get the part, we still did the work, we still did the film. And eventually I started learning how to take the things that I thought I did well put them down because it's always bad. I'm trying to use, bring musician stuff into what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On, on, the, on the stage or, or, or on front of the camera. So I ended up, you know, just like really taking it serious, going through that and then to the other films I've done, I've done, you know, I've, I've liked better performances. I can show different, you know, dynamics there. Yeah. Where I was just one note, the first one I was like, like <laughs> sound like a chainsaw, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Well, so I, I think it's so interesting because talent is everything, obviously, mm -hmm. but the craft is what makes the talent sing. If you don't have the craft and the technique behind that talent, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. And you have to use it. It's, it's you know, you, people have natural talent, but if mm -hmm. you don't exercise it or use it, it's just like mm -hmm. a muscle that will shrink on you. Atrophy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It will atrophy. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to know. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you know, we're learning a lot about Mary Jane. Um, <laughs> we're on the Lasagna Ganja podcast. If you're just tuning in, we're going to get, eventually get to the part where she has an outstanding cannabis podcast. We're going to get to that. But uh, right now, we're just getting to know the woman, the myth, uh, Mary Jane, right here with us on lasagna ganja okay so you got out of the theater you were in new york and then 
go from there. So I was, yeah, I was acting in New York, which is impossible to live because, you know, actors make zero money in New York is cost a million dollars. And so I had a friend who worked at High Times. Mm. She was the managing editor of High Times and we all hung out. We were just friends. I was like friends with all the folks who worked at High Times. We just hang out and go to the Catskills and like get high in a lodge and yeah. <laughs> run around in the woods. And yeah. Yeah. It was a great, they were a real family at that mm. time. That was like, you know. 2004, 2005, when it was a family owned business. Mm -hmm. And she was like, if you need extra money to like support your acting habit, come. Acting habit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was doing shows. I was actually doing well as an actor, but it was like not making a lot of money. Yeah. And so she invited me to come in and just be a proofreader and copy editor. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started. And then I got my first writing assignment. I'll never forget. It was a hundred word book review for the magazine. And it was the memoir of, uh, I can't remember the band, but it was like the lead singer of a band. And I had to write this hundred word review and I was so nervous about it. And I got paid a hundred dollars. Yeah. And that was my first writing for High Times. Yeah. And that was the beginning of me moving up as a writer. And then they offered me the position of culture editor in, mm. I think, 2014. Wow. And so I jumped on board and I was like, I'm all in. This yeah. is so exciting. Because <laughs> at that time I was getting to go to all of the Cannabis Cup events and like, that was right when weed was just just barely legal in a yeah. few states medicinally mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. and hadn't really gone adult use anywhere yet. No, not yet. Yeah. And so it was just a heady time. Like, yeah, I love that. It was really cool. And so, yeah, that was sort of my journey into writing about cannabis full time as a job. And then I moved out to L.A. to open up the West Coast office for mm -hmm. High Times. Ended up leaving there. Um, and now I write for freelance anywhere that will have me yeah. rolling stone mostly um okay. and a couple other places playboy oh. where do you think these because these are iconic brands and names and representations of you know media behind cannabis that you that you keep mentioning where do those guys fit since be especially being from that side being on the production and creative and side of the magazines where do you think those fit now because Print magazines don't really do what they do. Did they do a good job, High Times, of transitioning into this digital era where everybody gets their stuff in 30-second blips and, and clicks? And do you think people really gather information like they did from the magazine? Oh, it's such a good question that I could, I could say so much about. I think what really happened the second that the digital age really hit, which was kind of right when I joined High Times, that was right when Snoop launched Mary Jane. That was when Weed Maps started. That was when Leafly started. That like all of a sudden these like proliferation of these digital cannabis platforms were, I hate to say it, but they were doing it better than High Times mm -hmm. online. But High Times was like the Bible, the, name. Yeah. the legacy brand. And people were giving blood, sweat and tears to make that magazine happen when yeah. it was just legacy underground. When Everything. It was controversial. Uh, yeah, they mm -hmm. were they were on lists. They were risking their lives to Absolutely. report on the cannabis movement. Um, I rated. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, everyone I worked with had a pen name because, you know, they couldn't write under their real names. And they thought that I was a narc because mm -hmm. I said my name was Mary Jane and they were like. Okay. No way. No. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Not real. But like, it was a really amazing time to get to know that group of journalists who were doing the hard, like mm -hmm. boots on the ground to mm -hmm. report on something that was so illegal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when the digital era hit and then all of a sudden recreational use markets opened up across the country, all of a sudden it was like, I think just harder for high times to play that game. And they've mm -hmm. come back since. And they, I think they really tried. But like, it was just really interesting to watch this print versus digital thing unfold from a position that I really cared about at a mm -hmm. magazine that I like I loved so I don't know 
It's been interesting yeah. to watch. I think that there's also just podcasting, like the information that is coming mm -hmm. from podcasts like this. I think people will tune into more easily than going to like buy a magazine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you got to be able to adapt to the changing times. Like we had so many like digital or, or um, single use camera brands mm -hmm. like and then whenever digital cameras rolled around, mm -hmm. they all kind of disappeared. And then digital yeah. cameras kind of disappeared when iPhones started making great cameras. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Remember the ones you could buy that you wind them up? The disposables? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Now you just turn the whole camera like, in? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, kitschy now. Yeah, it's so cool to have those now. Although I have seen the like Gen Z kids uh, with Polaroids again. Yeah. yeah. Polaroids are out again, which is so nice. Yeah. So I guess like High Times is like the Polaroid of the uh, yeah, cannabis they, media world. They're like, always going to have a name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, especially, you know, as in the next five, 10 years, where cannabis is reported in the mainstream. Right now yeah. it's just talked about, but when it has its place, when when we can advertise, when we can, you know, be in, in front of, well, we can advertise on race cars, NASCAR, uh, boxing matches. You know, it's going to be interesting to see when that opens up. We're going to be like, I remember when they used to ban this shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? There are a few journalists out there um, who I think are doing a great job reporting in mainstream media. Mm -hmm. But most of the mainstream media publications, when they assign someone to the cannabis beat, that person is so steeped in drug war propaganda, they don't even know. Mm -hmm. But they're already biased against Like, they just refer to it as... I was listening to you guys talk about this gateway drug mm -hmm. or, you know, just using crazy terminology or mm -hmm. just misinformation. Yeah. Like or just saying fake shit all together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, making shit up. Exactly, exactly. It's what they've been taught. It's what they've been taught. It gives yeah. you herpes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> makes your palms grow hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or no, it makes you grow boobs. That was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It lowers oh. your testosterone. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, there's a guy named Kevin Sabat. Do you know about him? I can't remember the name of uh, his organization, but he pretends to be pro marijuana and his messaging is so anti. Oh, no. And he's just like, it's really interesting to just watch hmm. that happen. And, and he gets a lot of mainstream coverage because he has a big voice. So wow. I just think there's a lot of work that we have to do as writers to yes. disabuse people of a lot of yes. you know, commonly we, held misconceptions, right? Well, no, I think we I'll, need to answer that motherfucker. We I'm need him on the show. Yeah, no, no, I'm going to do a, a anti-cannabis thing and be really pro-cannabis. Pro I'll be the reverse motherfucking Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. I think people Seriously. know where you stand, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Maybe a disguise. No. We can definitely. Okay, get, yeah. We can get a lasagna gotcha correspondent yeah, yeah. to go out and do this work. Uh, yes, <laughs> love it. Troll uh, that guy. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I want to talk about your I see you as like a woman activist with your pen and with your voice. So shall we take a smoke break for our new segment sub suppository? No, 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 no. You could call it no. boofing, boofing yeah, Just call it S break. And then the S could stand for anything you want. Smoke, break. suppository, you know. You know, I don't know. All right, well, let's smoke. We'll be back. All right, Lasagna Gotcha <laughs> Podcast. Stay tuned. It's the Lasagna Gotcha Podcast. I'm makes to the Z exhibit. And I'm Tammy, a.k.a. The Cannabis Cutie. Well, yes, we are here with Mary Jane. Hello. Um, from the Weed and Grub podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, it is an amazing podcast. If you don't uh, haven't heard it yet, 
and a fan of cannabis podcasting, lasagna <laughs> ganja, <laughs> please go check out Weed and Grub. We have Mary Jane here today. And Tammy, you were we were talking about women empowerment. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how Mary uh, Jane is very very heavy with the pen in her writings. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all about it. And there's some sandwiches involved in this as well, too. Yes. Right? yes. Okay, cool. Please break it down. Okay. All right. Well, you read the article. Yes. Yeah, so the, I had, I knew the name Mary Jane Gibson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely knew the name. So when this article came out, women were posting it. It's like, everybody needs to read this. Mm. Um, and when I read it, I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I feel... This was like it needed to be said. So that's when I was like, holy shit. What what was the article about? Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. I just so High Times had uh, reached out and asked me if I wanted to contribute to their op ed series, which is called Weirdos, Mm. which is I can't remember exactly what it stands for. But it's just like every week they'll publish a rant from someone about something that they either, you know, love or hate in the cannabis space. And so uh, John Capetta reached out to me from High Times and he said, do you want to do one of these weirdos columns? And I was like, great. What can I write about? And he said, anything. And I was like, awesome. I'm going to write about sexism. (laughs) Because, you know, when I moved to California, Prop 64 hadn't passed yet. And so I was here when it passed and it was an amazing time where all of these women were like, this is going to be so great. We get to build this industry. We're all coming on board at the same time. We get to not only have a seat at the table, but like build the table, build the chair that you're sitting in. This can be equitable for everyone. You know, fast forward a few years and it's it's not like people talk to the same people that they always talk to, which mm. is the white dudes from Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also sexism inside the industry, mm-hmm. like not just from outer investors, but like within the industry. I just see a lot of misogyny and like just weird sort of inherent behaviors that I think in some ways are getting worse because of social media. And I just think like the rise of the right around the world has empowered people to just be crazy and say terrible mm-hmm. things, especially to women. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that in the article and I put in jokes. I tried to make it funny. Yeah, it I was, was like, hey, it was y'all, very funny, yeah. <laughs> listen, we get to make this industry look whatever we want it to be. It can be fantastic for all of us. Why don't we do that? Mm-hmm. And the bros hated it. The bros in the comments on the post were like, sexism is a myth. Shut up and make me a sandwich. <sighs> Yeah. And I was like, that's that's where the sandwiches came from. That's where the sandwiches came Mm -hmm. from. So I started interacting with and I had all these fantastic women like Tammy writing to me and being like, this is awesome. You're saying this while I was also fighting off all of these dudes Mm -hmm. who were saying, shut up, shut up. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you're proving my point. This is crazy. Look at the women around you. Look at the women in your life. Look at the women who are like massively impacted by this just like it baked in Mm -hmm. system that does not work. It doesn't work for us. And it also doesn't work for you guys. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. It, it, anyway, so I started interacting with the comments and all these dudes who were telling me to make me a sandwich. I didn't know what it was a saying. And it, I, I really looked into it and I was like, oh, this is something that just gets said all the time. Yes. Make, make me a sandwich. Yeah. Wow. So I started saying to the guys, uh, I didn't know you couldn't make your own sandwich. I'm so sorry that sandwich <laughs> impotence is a thing. I didn't realize. <laughs> Triggered. I like, oh. And they went nuts. And yeah. I was like, I've got something here. So I want to I want to open up this conversation and start making my own sandwiches. So now I have a video series where I make a sandwich and I pick a topic and I talk about that topic while I make the sandwich. And it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's like women aren't bad drivers and yeah. sometimes it's about reproductive rights, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's a good time. And it all started because of cannabis. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. That's a good time. And I was just, uh, 
tagged in a reel where some women in the cannabis industry were like, hey, look at this. It's still going on. And there were terrible comments on some uh, article that was published by Cannabis Now magazine about women Mm -hmm. in the comments. Make me a sandwich. Make me a sandwich. Mm -hmm. It was just nuts. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's something that I feel really passionate about addressing because we have so many allies in the industry. Mm -hmm. There are so many people who don't want it to look this way Mm -hmm. and we just need them to speak up. Right. And then we need to step to the front and be yeah. you know, our, the voices that we are. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like the plant, we have to deal with a lot of BS that's unwarranted. Last year at one of the made, biggest weed conferences in the nation, um, there's a brand called Buy Weed from Women. And it's just to bring, highlight the fact that there are women brands on the shelves and they deserve um, just as much as attention. They don't maybe, maybe don't have the funding for the marketing, maybe don't have enough to be scaled and, you know, 20 something stores across the state, but we're important. And it's just, it's just a call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the biggest conference in the world, you have triggered men wearing shirts that say <laughs> buy weed from white men. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. And of course that pisses you off because it's like one, yes, this is a black owned company. Um, the owner <laughs> name is Jasmine. She had very good intentions and it's like, now you want to troll. And of course all the chats, everybody thinks it's funny. And it's like, why does our position and us just trying to bring attention to our efforts always have to result into this? Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you guys are, you talking about a problem that has among many problems, mm-hmm. women's rights has been fought for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And so in any industry that's, you know, male dominated, mm-hmm. th- this is an issue that comes up. And I think that the the strength of people like Mary Jane herself, you know, like this has been going on and, you know, small rotations, you know, even with, with what we're seeing now in the world, you know, it's things that we are, are exasperated with, mm-hmm. you know, people who are real humans, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, in this industry, there's, there's that, you know what I'm saying? But I think like the strength of what you're doing, the strength of what you're saying is going to stand for what it's supposed to stand for mm-hmm. and bring up, bring everybody together because there is a naturing feeling that comes from having that kind of creative process and having real decision makers. Mm-hmm. Like like women like to, to build things and, and, and grow things. Guys would sort of come through and, you know, like, like you said, they, they, you know, we go for the gusto, the macho, the bravado, and try to overshadow and overpower. But those things are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I would feel like this is a, a real topic that needs to be brought up and brought to everybody's attention. Because, you know, sexism is 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 no place for that. There's there's a lot of smart, capable business women that can do their own thing. We had. Um, yeah. Anna Wiley. Yeah. yeah. Anna, Anna was here. Mm-hmm. Anna is definitely uh, a picture uh, example of that. So, mm-hmm. you yeah. Know. Yes. Like buy weed from her. Yeah. Buy I can't like she's a dope woman who's doing it right and giving people opportunity and taking care of people and uplifting economies. Like we're just trying to bring light to that. And Jasmine's intention is good. Mm. But when you see the other shirts, you know that there's malicious intent. And it's like, see, we ain't even on that type of time. <laughs> like, you got your feelings hurt off of something good. I am sorry. Go examine that with your therapist. But why do you got to come and start problems when it's dope to see people who have power? Like you can write something like this in high times and then you take the hit for us, too. Uh, I mean, thank you for saying that. I Taking the hit has felt like such a fight worth fighting. Like mm-hmm. I'm fueled by righteous indignation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now in a way that I don't think I ever have been before in my life because I'm seeing the injustices of the crazy American political system play out in so many ways that mm-hmm. 
I just feel like I'm fueled up for the fight and I have right. fun with it because yeah. the, when the bros have crazy comments. Right. And you do it with humor. Yeah, that's yes. exactly right. Like yeah. I call them like dumb names like Dingaling or Ding Dong. <laughs> yeah. They go crazy. Yeah. They go oh my crazy. Gosh. And it's so fun. It's so fun to troll the trolls with a silly. I called some guy Poops the other day and he just about like yeah. he lost his mind. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of favorite ways to troll men, I love when they're going batshit crazy in my DMs and I'm just leaving it on red. Mm-hmm. Like they can see it. It's driving them crazy because I'm not reacting. And then I'm just like posting like, oh, I'm out with my friends smoking or eating. And it's just like watching them go berserk. Man, I sing. Why are they going berserk? Like what? what, Because it's what they're doing is they're trying to get attention. So they're being disrespectful. They're Mm. being um, they're just intentionally trying to get you to react. But you have to know, like, the more that you let them look stupid and feel crazy, let them spiral. Oh, mm. so let good. them spiral because <laughs> spiral. At, at a certain point, they have to look at their behavior and realize, like, I need to chill out. And yeah. this is out of pocket. When the mask yeah. slips a little too far and all of a sudden they see themselves in the mirror looking right. the crazy way that they do, I think yeah. they they stop. But like, yeah, letting wow. them spiral, they'll just unravel themselves entirely. Yeah, no, I had a guy, he was going, it was two days straight. I finally blocked him. He came from another page, blocked that one, came <laughs> from another page. I was like, yo. Yeah. (laughs) I sometimes will take the worst of the worst and just share them to my story. Oh, I did do that. I made that mistake. And people went and searched and found his LinkedIn because he was like, what school did you go to? Phoenix University or something like that. And like somebody found his LinkedIn. They were like, you went to Salisbury University. Like and I like Always. never responded to him. Like I never was like I went to the University of Miami. Like I never. I was just like, dude. Like, the projection is here. wild. The projection, the projection is wild. It is unhinged. <laughs> Everything they say about you is one hundred percent about them. Yeah, it's mm. wild. Oh my gosh! Somebody found a comment that he had made. He had tagged me in something and like with a heart and like tag your favorite something and the girl was like you just never responded to him like he's triggered because he got he felt rejected so now he wanted to take it to me oh my and God. he made like what? 20 different stories he could see like my friends looking at the story and like just and it was like it was borderline like harassment he was but it was fun to watch like <laughs> It is. Yeah, you're emotional. Yeah, they are fragile and emotional. Nah, I did nothing to this man. Uh, he was trying to hurt my feelings, and in the process, he hurt his. Yeah, so. yeah. He just walked into that door that he opened. I was just, you know, enjoying it. Like, dang, he's got some deep trauma. <laughs> Unhealed trauma, and they have not downloaded the lesson. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk about um, weed and grub. Oh yeah. Okay, mm. Let's talk about weed and grub. I'd love to. You guys. Um, been on for five years five years through the pandemic tell us about that Mm -hmm. tell us about that Uh, so it was when I was still with High Times and I was going to start a podcast for High Times and um I knew I needed a co-host. And yeah. so Mike, I uh, had seen his BuzzFeed videos that had gone viral where he was like getting high and meeting a sloth or uh, being blindfolded. And then all of a sudden it's he's smoking with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And uh, I was like, listen, do you want to come and make a podcast with me for high times? And he said, yes. And we recorded a couple episodes that never got released. I don't know what they're, they're probably terrible. But then I left high times and I was like, do you still want to make something? And he said, hell yes. And so we started it and we just knew like 
the day we met, we, we had lunch together and we like ate lunch the same way. Like we both ordered dessert first. And <laughs> we were like, we both love weed. We want to hang out and talk all the time. <laughs> and that's what's sustained us, I think, is just like that enjoyment of each other. And he brings such different stuff to the table because he's like he grew up in St. Louis and he's a comedian and he played hockey and he's like this total guy yeah. and uh obviously i'm me yeah. <laughs> and we have a good time yeah. and we try to do i mean it's it's, it's, it's this vibe it's like yeah. and edutainment i think is what we try yeah to, you know? right yeah i had a great time as a guest on your podcast it was oh, like you've been a, you've yeah, been on the show. yeah. Oh, okay. it's been, with Tammy. gosh right. last summer 2022 mm-hmm. yeah Summer 22. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so tell me about it. How does a format like go with, uh, if so somebody who's never heard it? They have snacks. They got got (laughs) snacks during, afterwards? During. During. Yeah, we smoke and we snack and we hang. We just try to be buds in people's ears. Um, You know, Mike went to culinary school after being on Worst Cooks in America. (laughs) And then he like cooked with Gordon Ramsay. So he like knows a lot about food. And uh, I cooked on the boat that I worked on. I worked in restaurants. So we like love food very much. Hmm. That's all we want to do is eat and talk about it and uh and smoke and hang and so the format is very much us it's we call them loose mooses when Mm -hmm. it's just us and we just you know talk about things like uh we had a whole episode about corn loading which is like carb loading but it's eating a lot of corn before a road trip so Uh, that it just cleans you out so you don't need to stop to go to the bathroom wow (laughs) what what the that's interesting corn loading corn loading we made it up but you know Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Does it work? In my experience, if I eat a lot of corn, it tends to make me poop. What kind of corn? Corn on the cob. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I mean, there may be, you know, better ways to do it, but that was that was a very fun and silly episode. Okay, cool. All right, there um, it is. All right, corn loading. <laughs> All right. All right. And we then, gotta put that in the book. <laughs> we also just, you know, have a great time talking about food and all the you know different things that are happening in the cannabis world and mm. then sometimes we have guests yeah. and it's a great time we just had reggie watts on oh, nice. uh, we had david crosby come on and trixie wow. mattel and wow. uh, melissa etheridge and yeah wow. it's like talking to some of the legends who love cannabis or maybe even don't necessarily love cannabis but they're interested in talking and just having a conversation yeah. about anything yeah. under the sun yeah mm-hmm. that'd be dope yeah all right Hell yeah yeah, yeah come on and we now. record, uh, we drop Wednesdays, uh, and yeah, I think we're coming up on 400 apps pretty soon. 400? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's a good time. And we also have started live shows now. I think we're going to go on the road okay. Okay. next year. And when you come to our live shows, that's much more like a variety show where we have comedians doing sets, okay. we do giveaways and surprises, and I have a potato costume. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I do potato comedy, which okay. is a pretty good time. This is Dope. The the potato is a really good time. She's very silly. <laughs> um, she says things like, um, you might not have heard of her because she's pretty underground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's not the only uh, potato in Hollywood. There's also um, Russet Crow, famous <laughs> potato. <laughs> Iggy Azalea, another wow. famous potato. Yeah. <laughs> silly, silly. I love that. I love Hell the puns. Yeah. Oh, that is a yeah. great. That is a great dope. That see, that's evolving. That's that's taking something and then being able to expand it. 
Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Take it, and then you also you realizing that you are using your theater experience too. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. That's exactly like when I had moved away from acting into just writing, I missed being on stage so much. Mm-hmm. And so this dovetailing of cannabis and performance yes. Yes. makes me really happy. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, uh, come amazing. to our live shows. Absolutely. We'll, we'll be um, hosting the MJs okay. in Las Vegas. Yeah, so I'm going, I, I think we're going to MJ yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, We're yeah. going to try to uh, present together as well yeah absolutely yeah. awesome awesome yeah, so yeah. stoked to see you there It is amazing, man, what cannabis does. We call it the Lasagna Ganja Podcast because there's layers to what we do here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we should still have lasagna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring some next time. I'll make you a lasagna. All right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the Lasagna Ganja Podcast, Mr. X to the Z exhibit. I'm your girl, Tammy, a.k.a. The Cannabis Cutie. Mary Jane, how do they get in touch with you? You can follow me uh, at thisismaryjane underscore on Instagram. My podcast is uh, at Weed and Grub on all platforms every Wednesday. And if you want to check out those sandwich videos, that's that's called It's the Mayo for Me. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for having me. This is such a joy. And I love what you're doing. And congratulations on the pod. Uh, Thank you for having us. We love talking to uh, everyone in, in, in this industry and outside the industry talking about cannabis, talking about good times and culture. And uh, I really like struck about your fishing boat story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> falling off a boat. You know what I'm saying? And, and I saw the pictures. I mean, I really want to go fishing in Alaska. Let's hook that up. Definitely. We <laughs> field trip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, y'all. The Lasagna Ganja podcast. We will see you guys next time. Mr. X to the Z exhibit. Tammy, aka the Cannabis Cutie. And you already know what time it is. See ya. Check out the Lasagna Ganja podcast wherever podcasts are streamed. And check out our separate feed with video episodes. Available on Spotify and YouTube. For more information, visit DCPOfficial.com.